Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates, Send in the Clowns, The Phoenix Tube Company, CelebrityTrips.com, The Law Firm of Decolator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and Relish Restaurant of Kings Park. Here are your hosts. Mark and AJ. Good Sunday evening to you. No, not Mark and AJ, just Mark, but just for a little while, because in about five to ten minutes, we're going to be joined live in studio with the one and only Lenny Dykstra. Uh, we will be taking your calls as well, live on the air. Uh, you can write down the number now, 631-955-5400. Nails will be sitting with us the entire show uh, and taking your calls, talking about a variety of topics, uh, as always unusual, always interesting, always fun. So uh, we will be interested to see what Lenny has to say. But as we always start off our show, we start off with the Major League Baseball report. We bring in John Coppinger, who could be heard here each and every week over WLIE, 540 AM Sports Talk New York. How you doing, Johnny? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We are Well, it's not guys right now. It's just me uh, flying solo until our, our special guest gets in studio. So uh, right now, we, uh, did we lose John? John, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am here. Okay, so until John gets here, I mean, until Lenny gets here. So let's talk with the, about the New York Mets. We'll start off with uh, another trade, this time a player to be named later. Uh, they also traded away Jay Bruce this week. And, you know, Sandy tries to, to paint it as not a salary dump, but you take a look at it, and it is a salary dump because you're getting lower-level prospects, guys that are not on the 40-man roster, guys they can protect, guys that when they do come up to the major leagues will be lower-salaried. Why can't Sandy just come out and say, yes, is a salary dump. We're positioning ourselves because there are a number of free agent targets that we'd like to fill our holes next year, primarily catcher center field at third base, and this way we'll have the money and the wherewithal to do that. Don't you think the fan base would, would look kindly on that as opposed to them selling us this bull of goods that it is not a salary dump? And I think, they, I think the fan base deserves a little honesty. If, if that's what you want to do, then say it. Say that, hey, we're, we're saving some money. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend it in the free agent uh, free agent class, but public relations isn't the thing isn't uh, the uh, the strong suit of this organization. I mean, Sandy came out and said we're gonna pay the free on some of these guys so we can get better prospects back, and then they've done the exact opposite. They, they're they're playing three card money with their fans, and I don't understand why they feel the need to do that. Yeah, you take a look at it, and, and now the Met fans have a little glimpse of the future. You got Dominic. You know, Smith has come up. He's first base. Ahmed Rosario is your shortstop. You got Conforto who came up last year. But that's basically it. Other than that, the cupboards are somewhat bare. There's no guys that we're going to be clamoring for next August you know, to call up. Uh, so right now it seems like they're stockpiling pitchers. What do you think the offseason – blueprint is going to be. Obviously for me, there's, we, we've talked about it. Uh, there are three guys I would put targets on immediately, and that's Lucroy behind the, the, the uh, dish, and then Musakis at third base and Lorenzo Cain in center field. They have a pretty nice team at that point. I don't know who's going to play second base. I'd prefer it to be you know, a, a platoon of Flores and Reyes, but uh, what do you think they'll do during the offseason? I'd be happy with two of those. To be honest with you, I could see them saying, well, we have enough infielders and we're not going to pay all this money for Moustakis' uh, career year. I could see that. But if he, at least Kane and Lucroy, because I think the Mets, real, now especially that Bruce is gone, they need a true center fielder. They need somebody 
that can play center fielder, center field that's not going to get hurt every uh, every month like Lagares does. And Lagares is an all-world center fielder, but he can't stay on the field. And I think they definitely need an upgrade at catcher from uh, from uh, from Travis Darnell. I'd like to see Wilmer Flores get a full-time shot at a position, whether it be third or second. Put him in one spot and let him hit righties and lefties. If you look at his numbers against right-handers, they're not bad. They, and his overall numbers have improved every season, and his numbers against right-handers have, have definitely improved this season. I wouldn't be disappointed if, if Wilmer Flores got a full-time shot, finally, with uh, next year. Okay, taking a look across town with the New York Yankees, lots of pitching woes. They head into a Subway Series. Uh, you know, who would have thought that the Mets would be pitching Rafael Montero to lead off the Subway Series? But the Yankees desperately need these games. You take a look at the wild card over the last week. Five different teams have held that number two wild card spot. It's been pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all, and even the Angels who were without uh, Mike Trout for six weeks or so, they're, they're in the mix. I mean, you look at all of those. All of those uh, teams breathing down the Yankees' neck. They need pitching, and they also need Aaron Judge to be the first half Aaron Judge. And, and when you look at the guys that they're really depending on, they depended on Tanaka, and now he's on the disabled list. They depended on Luis Severino, who's been great lately, except yesterday he got bombed by Benatendi and the Red Sox. Benatendi hits two home runs off him. So you really don't know what you're going to get from that starting rotation. If they can get it to the bullpen, they're in good shape, but. But that rotation hasn't been uh, treating them right lately, and that's going to be a big issue going forward. You take a look at Judge post-All-Star game. Again, everyone talks about the home run hitting derby and what that does to a batter. You take a look at Judge's minor league history, and this was well beyond what he has ever done. Do you think some of that's beginning to catch up with him? Do you think second time around the league, pitchers are starting to see holes in his swing and exploiting that? Oh, absolutely. The league is adjusted to him. And like with, with any player, when the league adjusts to you, the story of your career is how are you going to adjust back? Aaron Judge has to adjust back to the pitchers. And not, if not put up the numbers he did in the first half, then at least put up numbers that, that are deserving of the third or fourth spot in the order. And I think his, a lot of his career is going to depend on what he does, not, not just in the next month, but probably in the next year. All right, take a look at the Washington Nationals. Bryce Harper, a uh, little bit of a scare for the Nationals. No, no ligament damage, just a mild sprain. He, you know, he is on the DL. What could that have meant to the Nationals had he gone out for a long period of time? Well, the good part with the Nationals is that they can still cruise into the playoffs, Harper or no Harper. And they dodged the bullet because there was no ligament damage. I think it's definitely possible he'll be back for the playoffs. I think that the key for them is going to be the same. How are they going to do? It's going to be what they do in the playoffs. And I don't know if Harper's going to make that much of a difference because even with Harper, they still got to face the Dodgers, who I don't think are losing to anybody in the National League. Unbelievable season the Dodgers have had as well, for sure. All right, John, we appreciate it. We'll speak to you next week. John Coppinger with the Major League Baseball Report. He could be heard here each and every week over WLIE, 540 AM Sports Talk New York. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hopefully, Lenny is uh, almost through with the traffic and be here momentarily. Hopefully, he'll be here right after the break. We'll talk with Lenny. We'll take your call. So keep it tuned 
right here on WLIE 540 AM Sports Talk New York, as well as Sportscaster.live, as well as Facebook Live. We'll be right back after these messages. Decalator Cohen and DePrisco LLP is pleased to introduce their website, policeofficersrighttosue.com, as an educational and informative site designed to instruct members of the law enforcement community of their civil rights in line of duty accidents. Many law enforcement members are not aware of their rights to sue and fail to bring lawsuits within a specific time frame, thereby forfeiting their ability to seek rightful compensation against those parties that cause officers to be injured. PoliceofficersRightToSue.com provides successful past results of line of duty lawsuits. These examples range from officers being provided with inadequate equipment, RMP accidents, slip and falls, and station house mishaps. If any law enforcement member has a question regarding a potential lawsuit, they can contact DCD at PoliceofficersRightToSue.com or at 1-800-901-1LAW. That's PoliceofficersRightToSue.com or 1-800-901-1LAW. Did you know the geographic landmass of Long Island, which includes Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau, and Suffolk County, has the highest population of homeless veterans and veterans in need in New York State? General Needs Limited is a local all-volunteer 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports these veterans with monthly donations. Currently, General Needs Limited supplies up to 200 veterans per month with brand new clothing and toiletry essentials to six shelters across Long Island from St. Albans, Queens to Riverhead. 2016 special project highlights include the Veterans Day Boots Project, where 750 brand new winter waterproof boots plus thermal socks were donated to over 25 shelters. For Christmas, local knitting and crochet guilds contributed 200 handmade blankets for the You Matter Blanket Project. General Needs also provided 450 brand new winter coats, hats, ski gloves, and scarves to these veterans in need. If you would like to learn more about how to get involved, stay up to date on upcoming events and distributions, or donate, please visit generalneeds.org. That's generalneeds.org or on Facebook, General Needs LTD. And welcome back to WLIE 540 AM Sports Talk New York. Lots of activity in the studio, obviously. Uh, the one, the only, Lenny Dykstra is here in studio. You can stand if you want. You don't have to um, sit. It's up to you. I mean, I know you have enough energy that I don't, I don't think you need to be sitting. You're taller than me. Am I? Uh, can you hear me in there? Can, yep. can you hear me? Yep. Oh, we're good. Are we on Facebook Live? You're on Facebook Live. We're on Sportscaster Live. We're on everything. Yeah, we're there's there my man, well. Tom Rousey. Tom hey, is by here. the way, I shaved, and um, <laughs> this is... The best I'm bringing to the party right here. You need a nice aftershave, too. Yeah. What is that? Oh, I mean, when you get older, dude, you have to have, like, the extracurricular, like, <laughs> it's a special potion I have. Now, just so you know, I'm not going to talk any politics because I know what that does to you, and, and I don't want any of that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that, that's a story for another day. <laughs> yes, that is. Yeah. All so right. I'm going to sit, though, because right. um, I've had, like, ten surgeries. and Okay. Yeah, standing doesn't do well with me. All right, so join us. You know, listen, I don't need any introduction. You see the man. You know who he is, Lenny Dykstra. Uh, you know, here's the one thing that, which is, to me, the first question. You know, when you speak to people and you mention Lenny Dykstra, you get one of two reactions. I love the guy. I hate the guy. Yeah. There's no there's no gray area with Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, because it was planned that way. I mean, everything <laughs> I do is planned. I mean, um, I learned at a very early age that um, 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 the only way to get out of the middle, I mean, I grew up in a great family. I had great parents. They both worked at the phone company. But I saw them, like... You know, every month struggle, and you know when you have to uh, 
share a room with two brothers and, and split a Bob's Big Boy hamburger. I said I just didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to have to live like that. And my gift wasn't so much um, the, my skill was baseball. Baseball, since I was a kid, I was always the best player. And um, I knew I was going to the big leagues even when I got drafted. I didn't, I wasn't phased by, you know, for a player, just so you know, when you go to spring training, it's very intimidating when you stretch, because you stretch as an organization. So I remember stretching, I was in the front row and I turned behind me and I see a way, like a sea of blue hats. There must have been like, like thousands of them. And like, remember, to get to the big leagues, you have to not only take someone from A ball, then double A's job, then triple A, then you have to take the guy in the big leagues job. And, and, and it's not from players in New York or from Florida or from California or from the United States, or from Japan, or China, or Dominican, or Venezuela, meaning the world. There's only 30 jobs available in the world. So people don't really, I don't think, fully understand how difficult it is to make it to the major leagues. But then on the flip side, I see players that are average players. That is, is kind of upsetting to me and kind of um, disturbing because I think that um, sounds like it went off the air. I don't know. No, you're there. Am I? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Maybe just make your volume a little louder, but you're good. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, back on. Hey, um, I'll try. I'll try to speak clearly, you know. But I have no teeth yet. But they're coming in. Um, when I say coming in, not like um, I have implants coming. Um, so I go from back the way from nothing, like to the best teeth. Like $180,000 worth of teeth are coming from, from this doctor in, in South Dakota. But um, anyway, so yeah, so um, with the Mets this year, it's been interesting because my good friend Tom right here, um, who knows um, as much about the Mets as, um, as I do and, uh, and he knows how the game works, he's kind of given me the insight. So now it's been kind of fun because remember, I can be... I, I don't have to worry about getting fired or what I say. No, because, you, you know, you guys that work in the business, that's the way we, you, you can't, you got to be careful. It's politics, it's everything else. You get on the wrong side of someone. I mean, and problems happen. But see, I don't have to worry about that because I don't take orders from anyone, okay? Meaning, uh, man, me and God were like this, bro. Tight. We're tight. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, and JC, you know, and John. Although I still don't know that whole thing, but that's another conversation for another day. But um, well, what me, else? Let me let me go back to that though, because you said that's planned. Okay. Now you and I speak a lot about baseball, and you have one of the most intelligent baseball minds there are. You, you know, you told me about this year about the way the pitchers are pitching backwards, or, or just various different things we talk about. Okay, so there's a Lenny Dykstra that, if he wanted, could probably be a really insightful TV analyst if you stripped away yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah. But then there's a Lenny Dykstra that has a whole other fan base. Yeah. From the Howard Stern show, yeah. which is just pure craziness, it's but crazy. that's also Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'll tell you what, what, what 
I could do what I would be. I get a salary. I'm off the air again. Just push it. You, you're okay. good. You're not going off the air. Okay. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, where where I would be best, what I would do, what what I would succeed at, um, and with it with with 100% certainty, and I don't say anything with absolute certainty unless I know, um, would be managing, because remember, managing okay at the big league level, you know, it's not about teaching players how to play, they're in the big leagues. It's about knowing how to motivate and incentivize your players and want them to play for you and understanding how they think and how they feel, meaning, and, and see what's happened with the Mets with Terry Collins. And again, I've been very critical of Terry Collins, okay? That being said, um, not, it's not personal, it's business, okay? I mean, so he might be a great guy. I mean, in fact, I, I don't know, but, 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 and I don't care. You know why? He's not my friend. I'm, I'm not a friend. No, I'm saying, but from a business standpoint, because whoever thinks it's not a business is just like fooling himself. It's a multi-billion dollar business. And, and you know it's a business when a family of four goes out there and the, the, the father, again, I sound like I'm off the air, when the father or the parents have to pay $1,200, you know, to take their kids to a game. Um, I don't know if anyone can hear me. Yeah, you're good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, because it sounds in and out. Um, something else I'm good at, by the way. Uh, Might have been too many uh, monster energy drinks well, on the way. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so, so no, so, so being a manager is understanding, and, okay, so here's how it works. So the owners, okay, they hire you to be the CEO, and you have to make decisions, okay, uh, at the right time. So, and again, it's those decisions that, that, Again, this thing's killing me, man. Hold on. I mean, let's do this. Tom, you're not going in and out at all, right? Not at all. All right, I'm good. so let's do this. Um, I um, usually go in and out pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, How's that? Uh, you, you Are we in? Wide open. Are we in? Yeah. That's what she said. You, well, um, if she didn't know, <laughs> yeah. there's a problem. No, no, I, I will no. tell you the only thing that he takes seriously in this world uh, is baseball. Know. Okay. Any, 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 anything else? You know, the guy yeah. is a jokester, but um, yeah. No, but, baseball, uh, we, right. When it comes to baseball, just so you know, business. by the way, just so you know, the under over on how many times that Steve is going to have to use a dump button is set at 4.5 was the Vegas line. All right? It won't happen. You won't have to. You He's right, why? though. This line is going in and out. Right. It could be those headphones. Right. Now I'm you're not good. epileptic or anything. But, 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 but I'm always good, bro, because right. you know why? I mean, I was in a cage for three years. How can yes. I not be good? I'm good anywhere. All right, so so let's, let's go with that. So what you know that you'd be absolutely, certainly good with would be managing. So... Let's play devil's advocate. All right, Wally Backman, who is to me is a great manager who spent ten years in the minors doing nothing but winning, yeah. can't get a job because so-called, you know, he w couldn't be able to take orders from management, public relations. He'd be too honest. What would Lenny Dykstra be as a manager? You know, would you be able to perform in a corporate world where you'd have to answer to a GM and maybe? Not give that honest answer at a press conference. Well, see, that's actually my strength. I'm, I'm who I want to be or who I need to be when I need to be. I'm like a chameleon. I mean, that's why I'm so successful with, um, with women. I, I sell dreams, see. Because remember, it's the same thing in baseball. The promise of money is actually more powerful than the money itself. Because... What I'm saying is, when you're going for a contract, 
okay, instead of wrestling with a chick all night or whatever and staying out with your friends and partying, if you're on a contract here, you're going to get some rest. But when you have a guaranteed contract, I mean, really? I mean, you'll wrestle and keep wrestling and keep, because you're getting paid either way. Now, I'm all for the players making as much money as they can, and as much, but the system is set up in a way where it now rewards players that are finished. I mean, the players' big contracts kick in in their 30s. And so one thing about me in baseball is I got into the numbers, meaning the percentages, all that stuff very early. I mean, there's a reason why I led the National League in hits two separate seasons. I mean, like I said, you're bigger than me. I mean, and I wasn't the best hitter either, okay? But, but I figured out how to hit and, and how to handle the 162-game schedule because that in and of itself is it's, it's the toughest schedule in professional sports, without a doubt. No one, so, um, so I handled it with, let's see, Decadur, Bowen, um, um, Dexedrine, um, meaning, but that was it, meaning, and I had to take that for the right reasons, meaning, like, if I didn't have, if steroids weren't, weren't around when I was playing, like, they were, they were legal still. I mean, I remember my doctor giving them to me, saying, go to Rite Aid, fill it, and we'll show you how to do it. Because, so when I got traded from the Mets to the Phillies, because I wanted to play every day, since the only way you get paid, I literally, like, like was a 150, and the bat felt like a telephone pole, because I'm a little guy, you know? So the next season I come in, and, and, and Lee Thomas, the general manager, because I got traded from, from New York. For Juan Samuel. But, but, but was, the crazy <laughs> thing is we were playing the Phillies. Yep. And, and um, I, I was I remember there. that day well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there. And then, and then uh, yeah, I think I had a hit. I don't know what happened, but I remember right in, like, third inning for Davy John says, you're done. I went off on him, like, what? You know, because, you know, and so I'm up the runway, and and I'm looking. I'm in the clubhouse. And I hear Harry Callis, the great Harry Callis, by the way, who's awesome. Not only is he a great announcer, but he partied with me. This guy could hang. This guy was unbelievable. Really, Harry? The best. Really? I mean, I mean, him drop trout together in like Houston <laughs> with like two chicks at like four in the morning. But I don't. Somehow I don't see Harry. Callis I know, but he was man. dude. He wasn't so much a ladies' man. He just wanted to party. He just liked to hang and smoke cigarettes. Great though, but that voice. But I hear him say, "I'm I'm watching him in the clubhouse." And I say, "Here," he says, "A lot of action here today at the vet, and his initials are LD." I said, "I just got traded." So what happens is, you know, the game ends, and you go in your cubby hole, you know. And so I'm waiting for the tap, you know, and there it comes. Davy wants to see in his office. So I go in there, and there's Davy and the nudist. Um, um, Joe McElvain, you know, the, the he's a nudist, yeah. <laughs> no. But he was actually cool, yeah. But he's a nudist. I mean, can you imagine, like, having to see that rig? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's a, the whole the whole nudist thing, but whatever. Um, so so it was so weird and so quick. Davey, um, we didn't talk much. I'll get into that later, but um, um, he says, um, listen, um, I want to thank you for your services and helping us win a World Series. We just traded you to the Philadelphia Phillies. That was Joe or Davey? 
uh, no, um, Davey. Davey told me yeah. that. So Joe, and, the or, GM. No, no, I think uh, Joe McElwain okay. told me, okay. the nudist. Okay. Um, yeah, right, the McElwain. Okay. And then and Davey says some, he gave some courtesy rap too. But he, he, Davey's the one that ran me out of there. I know that for a fact. That comes from deep, 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 deep inside. Really? Oh, yeah, he'll say he didn't want to trade me, this and that. And anyway, so, but it was weird because I said, oh, okay, but, like, what do, what, do I just walk, do I meet him at home plate? What do I do? Like, you know, because, like, the team we, like. Played, right? Yeah, because like, I, I always killed him, you know. I, I own a Philly. Anyway, so. Lee Thomas, after 89, when I started withering away a little bit and timbered, Lee Thomas told me, look, we're going to give you 1990. You're going to lead off every day. So I knew I had to be ready for six months of baseball in 90. And I just went to a library and looked up this stuff that the, the sprinter. Um, um, Paul Lewis? No, um, um, Johnson and oh, okay. ben Johnson. yeah I was so far oh. out of the curve it's 1989 so I called yellow pages I saw some hillbilly I was living in Mississippi Jackson Mississippi where my wife uh, lived people live there by the way <laughs> they really do and so I call him up and and I make an appointment I go and I explain my situation I said look here's the deal I didn't know what he's gonna give me I didn't know anything about it I, I just said look I don't need you to teach me how to play baseball I don't need any medicine to play the game I can play baseball that's not my problem. I need something that's going to keep me strong enough or keep my weight on so I can maintain and play baseball the way I can play baseball for six months. So I, I didn't know. He said, okay. So he writes me a prescription. He says, go to Rite Aid. I get in line. And it turns out to be Decadurabol. And he says, come back and I'll show you how to do it. And I didn't know what he meant by that. And when I got back, it was no fun sight when I saw a harpoon waiting for me, meaning, um, so then I walk into spring training, um, 192 Greek statue. Yeah, so, so let me ask you a question. So, you know, if people take a look at Lenny Dykstra on the Tidewater Tides and then look at you opening day or even that Nails poster, okay, it's not just a steroid. I mean, you That's no steroids. Out. I never, no drugs, nothing. Well, the deco but... But no, you, that was until the Phillies, so 90. But you worked out. I mean, you didn't yeah. just get that from taking it. I mean, well, no, no, I worked my butt off. I mean, with, I'm talking about in 90, so when I go in there, obviously, I mean, it's not a coincidence that I hit, led the league in hits. I mean, hit 325 um, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, hit 400 in June. You don't and, have to remind fans of this. But, but what, I'm saying, right? what I'm saying, we're is, well aware of those numbers. What I'm trust me. Is, and now this leads me into this. So, so remember, with the steroids, balls are flying out of the ballpark at record paces. Now, wait a second. Eh. Wait, we're on a record. There's another this season. That we're, we're at a pace of home runs, shattering all records. And I can tell all the fans out there. I know this for sure that 99% of the players are not on anything. The drug testing is so strict and now it's getting stronger and stronger. So how is that happening? I'll tell you how it's happening. The ball. See, so the ball, okay, is so much harder and, and, and you notice too, there's, there's a, it's a record year for pitchers having um, blisters, okay, because there's no seams on the ball. So remember, so one of the things I, Again, I don't know a lot about too much, but the things I do know a lot about, I know a lot about. 
Does that make sense? Somehow I actually followed that, <laughs> believe it okay. or not. I, yeah. so, so, so private aviation was one of my, I, mean, I thought women were the most powerful thing in the world until I got my own plane. And so the way you descend and land, they drop the flaps, okay? Because obviously the air, whoops, the air pushes again. So think about a baseball when it has seams, okay? Big seams, the ball flying through the air I mean, it's got to cut. So if it's if if it's if it's smooth and there's no seams, no air resistance. Right. So so again, this gets into you have to get scientists on here and um, like um, whatever you call you know, the aerodynamics, all that stuff. But the bottom line is just common sense. I mean, if you have a ball that is like hard and and round, meaning it's going to just keep going, opposed to being pushed back and knocked down. So that's why ball, uh, balls are flying out of the ballpark. Guys aren't stronger. I mean, how could they be stronger not taking any steroids? I mean, pitching's way better than it's ever been, and it'll always continue to get better because pitchers now understand that um, hitting is all about getting yourself in a predictable situation, which, you know, so when you hear about, you know, in the 70s and 80s, when 2-0, you're getting fastball, period. 2-0 now, you don't know what you're getting. I mean, you can gear up for a fastball throw, you change up, whatever. So look at a guy like Tom Glavin, for instance. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, like I literally wanted to catch the ball when he was pitching <laughs> and throw it back to him. I, I mean, I'm not kidding. And, but, but, but he's in the Hall of Fame, I'll tell you why. Because, see, he played right. See, so if you're a hitter, you're a 70%, if you're the best hitter, failure, the underdog. I mean, you're going to fail seven out of ten times. Okay, so if you think about that, that means four or five times a night you are going to feel like a hero or a raisin. Because remember, when you make an out, you make a right turn and you walk down the dugout and like nobody says anything because you made an out. What are they going to say? Good job? And you're going <laughs> to fight them. So you get, to, like, you get the Russian spy treatment. Okay? No, so it's, it's, remember, so it's such an emotional, that's why Billy Bean couldn't handle it. So, Although just so you know that the Russian spy treatment in the 80s is a little different than what's going on today. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know much about that, but I'm just saying so. Uh, I, so, I promise so, I wasn't going to talk politics because right. I know what that does to but you. I, 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 I should have know. went there. But I do know that Putin, Putin dude is the richest dude in the world. Um, the, the dude that had the oil company that didn't vote for him, he just put him in prison and took his company. But anyway, whatever, back, let's get away from Russia, because I went there, I used to go there on my plane and, and fly in in the middle of the winter and just go there for one night and feel and experience that misery. And, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did, oh, no, because it was so, and that's why the vodka. Can you just go to Cleveland? Well, no, no, well, no, like, no, actually, actually Cleveland's not bad. Um, but, but anyways, so, so we're talking about, um, where this is going, and now um, I want to kind of get into, like, why aren't the Mets kind of, like, they're trading all these guys, dumping all these salaries, and, like, like what's the plan for next year? Are they going to spend it? Are they going to, are they going to like, put a product out there that the fans deserve? Meaning, and, you know, so, so when I asked Tom, you know, Tom, who knows the Mets and knows how they think better than anybody, I mean, there's... There's been no, like, especially in the manager, 
Who's going to be the manager? Right. Well, Tom, this is an interesting question. And also, I'm, I'm going to throw the phone number in case people want to call in. Obviously, when you get an opportunity to speak to Lenny Dykstra, we know there are lots of people out there that are big Lenny Dykstra fans. Uh, the number is 631-955-5400. Call in. You might be on hold for a little bit, but we're, we're going to get to your calls because we know that Lenny has lots of fans out there that would love to call in. Now, now Tom, we discussed this with, with our baseball beat reporter, John Carpenter, and I felt like, as a Met fan, all right, because... Doing a radio show is different than being a, a beat writer. I, I can be a fan of the team. And being a fan of the team, one of the things that bothers me is Sandy Alderson coming out there and each and every one of these trades saying it's not a money dump. I'd much rather him come out and say, listen, we're shedding salary because next season we're all in and we know prime positions we need a third base, center field, a catcher, and there are attractive free agents out there. But yet he keeps on saying this is not about dumping salary. So what do you think about that, Tom? Well, I think the fan understands that um, you know, it's a business. And uh, you know when you're out of contention and you don't, and you have expiring contracts like a Lucas Duda, uh, you know like a Jay Bruce uh, Granderson who's obviously still there, and you know Neil Walker. Walker. I mean you, you, you I mean you're talking about some serious Cabrera. money they shelled out. <laughs> you know, well Cabrera they may want to pick up. It's around six million. You know that that may not actually not be uh, such a bad insurance policy to have him at the second. The thing is third. though, then you're you're doing that at the risk of you know not playing a, a younger probably give you better production than Wilma Flores. Granted, not a better fielder, but a guy who's going to hit 20 home runs and drive in 80, no matter if you play him every day. Well, Flores, uh, you know, he has a problem, uh, same problem Daniel Murphy had when he was a Met. Uh, Flores is a dynamic bat, um, never really gotten a chance to play every day for an extended period of time. I mean, Conforto, you know, Lenny and I were screaming about Conforto all April. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, you know, same, same type of problem, and you don't have a position to play Flores, and they're going to have to make a commitment uh, you know, either at second base or, or, or find, find a way to get this guy in the lineup if he's going to hit like this. But, uh, I mean, getting back to your original point, you know, with Sandy Alderson, I, I think it leads into what you were saying to Lenny about being political. Uh, I, I don't think the general manager of the Mets, especially someone as professional as Sandy Alderson, can come out and start saying, hey, look, we're trying to shed salary. I think they have to maintain that, hey, you know, uh, you know, the... You know, this is the this is you know we looked at the prospects available and these are the guys we wanted. I mean, you know that that Ryder kid, the, you know the I mean, Ryder Ryan, you know he throws the mid nineties. I mean, well, I mean you're, you're getting wasn't a top thirty prospect in their in their system though. It's a guy that they don't have to put on the forty man yeah. roster. Well, that's, that's a good point. I notice all their prospects are they're top, all young players. They're right. down in A ball and, and stuff like that. But and they're stockpiling pitchers, which is odd considering. I mean, they had what? I, I think they had 11 pitchers start for them this season. Now they, they added three in one trade, a fourth, which is more of a reliever. Plus, you have some guys down in the minors. Well, it's just smart. I mean, without pitchers, you don't win. Okay? Right. I mean, I mean, like, like people always bury pitchers. Talk about a job. So, all you parents out there <laughs> who want your kid to be a big league player, make them pitchers. Because here's what they have to do: they have to not finish the game. Well, first of all. If they're healthy, they'll start in 35 games a season. Okay, that's it. They don't have to finish. If they can go seven innings, that's great. They don't have to worry about hitting because they're not supposed to hit. And they can get up a few runs. If you can do that, you'll get paid $20 million. Right. And then, like, people will bury them and, you know, stuff like that. But you know what? It's a free world. Go to spring training yourself. You can do better. Lenny, try out. Lenny, there was a period of time where Met fans believed that we had traded R.A. Dickey off of his Saw Young Award season for Travis Darno. 
And it wasn't until a couple of years later, until the uh, you know there were two other players, uh, you know two other prospects that came in that deal, and one of them was Syndergaard. Mm. Right. So you know, I mean, I, that's why I think you have to wait and see uh, uh, how some of these lottery tickets set. I like, I li well, I like that, but here here's still the question, and it's going to be the question, and and I'm going to get into this because I'm confused of, of why Howard Johnson is not is not with this organization, but who is going to be the manager? I mean. That is really the number one, forget about free agents, forget about all that stuff, because the most important decision the Mets have to make is who is going to be writing that lineup out every, every night. And then right now, I mean, is it going to be Dick Pohl? I mean, Dick Scott? I don't mean Dick Pohl. Dick Pohl though, but that's actually a name, yeah, Dick Pohl. From the Red Sox. I mean, that's from a, the 70s. what a great wow. name, Dick Pohl. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I'm not going to go with the Texas Ranger name. That's a better but name than Dick that. But Dick Scott is okay. Lenny, like, Lenny, what what um what kind of credit do you give to Joe Madden for the impact that he made when he was brought in to manage? Uh, huge. I mean, look, I predicted the Cubs would win the World Series when he went in, and so now that's a guy that knows how to motivate and communicate with his players, mm -hmm. and you can see it in their faces. I mean, and the results show up. So, again, nothing against Terry Collins. He came in a losing manager. He's going to leave a losing manager. Okay? And it's confusing to me. Like, do we, like, actually believe that Terry Collins is, has the longest tenure as a Mets yep. manager? Wow. Most wins, though. I mean, yes. so, so I found out about Terry Collins a long time ago when I talked to these two guys named Craig Biggio and uh, Jeff Bagwell. And I said, hey, how's your guy, man? How's that, you know? They said, pipeline, pipeline. What that means is everything's going straight up to the front office, you know? Which, by the way, if you notice, the managers now in Major League Baseball are all kind of push-button, like the Pinellas. Uh, the, you don't see them anymore. The, the guys that... You, you don't know, see a fiery guy. Right. They're all kind of organizational push-button guys. They're middle and, managers. So, so if we're going to go for that guy... The best human, the guy like who you want your kid to grow up to be like is Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson is a love, the fans love him, who's a great player, never took a drug, drink, meaning great guy. And like, and by the way, when he's a coach in the big leagues, he did great. They led the league in hitting when he was a coach, and you know how well, I mean. And he's also the first guy that Sandy fired. Right, why? But but it wasn't so inspired. It was a whole weird yeah. deal, gets deep, but like and, and and replaced him with Dave Hudgens, who yeah, I mean, you, know, you take a look at what Ike Davis was doing prior to Dave Hudgens, and then what happened afterwards. I mean, well, what did Howard do so wrong? Because I know Even Howard. Even what Hojo did uh, when he went to Seattle. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. And everywhere he went, batting averages but we, went up. But we had Wally Backman on two weeks ago, and Wally says there is an inherent bias against any of the 86 guys, and they're je the, you know, this particular regime is jealous of that 86 team, and really, you know, when it comes down to it, really doesn't want anything to do with it, because if you take a look at the guys, you take a look when they opened City Field and Dwight signed his name in one of the, in the restaurants, they were going to have it removed until it was fan uproar. You take a look at the fact that Bobby Ojeda was, you know, let go from SNY right. because he was critical of the right. team. The only guys they haven't been able to dis Mookie Wilson, all right, was a coach. Yeah. They got rid of him. Yeah. Tim Tuffle, they reassigned, okay? Yeah. The only guys they haven't been able to distance themselves from is because they're so popular are, are Ronnie yeah. and, and Keith because yeah. 
they're the broadcasters, yeah. and, and the, those yeah. three have become an institution, yeah. and they would take severe flack if they fired right. them. Right, well, and Mr. P, Ronnie, darling, Mr. P, I mean, I call him, nicknamed him Mr. P, you know, Mr. Perfect. He went to <laughs> Yale, you know. And by the way, Mr. P, I love you, but you had nothing on the ball with your hand, bro. I mean, but that tells you how smart he was, okay, meaning he knew how, and he prepared, so he changed speeds, he was ahead of the curve that way. And then he got Max, okay, when I remember he was going out with some new chick, and I said, hey, Max, he said, don't call me that. I said, what's that, bro? What do you mean, don't call you that? I mean, so Max, he taught me, like, how the game worked, how the situation hit, how the game was played off the scoreboard. He was, like, the best, like, situation player. And, and there's a story I'll never forget. We're in Montreal. When, when you say he taught you that, yeah. when does that teaching take place? Obviously, he's first base, you're a center field. Yeah, talking to clubhouse. In between, in between the, innings in as well? He, he also started me smoking, too. <laughs> I mean, he did. I, I wanted to do whatever he did, I did. And so like, he used to have the best, you know. Okay. These are gold, dude, and you can't have them. Anyways, but I'll never forget, we're in, we're in Montreal. I'm on third. Less than two outs, contact, and he hits a comebacker right to the, I'm going on contact, con, right, comebacker right to the pitcher, and I'm, obviously I'm dead. And he pulls me aside in the dugout, and he says, that will never happen again. I was like, wow. Meaning, you know, I mean, because, see, so he understood and taught me, like, 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 a guy on third with less than two outs, you have to drive that runner in, meaning with the infield back, Meaning, so, and, and again, like, the game is played so much differently now than it is or was when I played, meaning we played off the scoreboard. The scoreboard dictated what you do. So if it's the ninth inning and you're down two runs, just because you know you're going to get a first-pitch fastball, okay, so you can, but the odds are you're probably going to hit it at somebody. So why would you swing at it? In fact, you have to take a strike. You have to take a strike because you can't hit a two-run homer with no one on. I don't see it anymore. I don't. I don't well, see it. Let me ask you another question. Something that you in, in the minor leagues, stolen bases were your thing. Now, players don't steal a base because they're afraid that the hitter behind them, if he's a better hitter, is going to get an intentional pass and, and go to first base. Okay, you know what? If he's not going to hit a home run. I'd rather have him at first and second, nobody out. Why Why is the steal no longer part of well, baseball? Well, actually, again, that's a great point you bring up, and, and here's why. The pitchers have gotten smarter, meaning so when Nolan Ryan was pitching, like, because remember, so we know, we have times on what it takes for when the pitcher is in a stretch and for him to deliver the ball to home. If it's 1-2, okay, or lower, like, I don't care if you're Jesse Owens, you're going to be out or you're going to hope for a bad throw. So anything over one, two, you can run on him. Meaning, you know, so Nolan Ryan had the big leg kick back then, you know what I'm saying? So, but, so now pitchers slide step, meaning so they get the ball to the catcher faster. Quick pitches. See, well. so, so all you can do now is if he seal is hope that the ball's in the dirt or the catcher makes a bad throw. See, again, because pitchers have gotten smarter. They don't slide, they don't have the big leg kick anymore. Why give someone a free base? So that being said, there, there are still situations when, you know, guys can be aggressive and 
And guys can even hit for the cycle. You know, like what you have to do is, but you have to get that last at bat. You have a home run, a triple, and double, and you need a single, and you pull yourself out of the game. Reference the Cespedes right. about a week ago. I, I, wait, really? I'm still like in disbelief on that. So you the guy got he would he knows he's getting another bat. <laughs> I mean, he only needs a single, and he pulls himself out of the game. like. Well, you remember what you said about the contract and yeah. motivation? Line? Oh, yeah. He no. just got that big contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the contract. Well, Ryan's got a question, but I got one more question while we're on Keith. All right? Keith it's pretty Richards? Much Keith, known. Keith Richards? <laughs> no. All right. It's pretty known around know the game Richards. how smart Keith Hernandez is about the game. You talk about yourself being a manager. Why is that something that Keith Hernandez never – I mean, he was uh, you know, a leader on the field for that oh, Met team. No. Why wouldn't Keith go into management? It's a great question, and I'll tell you why. Because Max – doesn't like to take orders and doesn't want, he wants to live his life. Remember, baseball, understand something. When you take on that role, you're taking on a commitment for seven months every night with the same group. Meaning, so, like, that's why it would be hard for me to do it when people ask if, if you would want to manage. And I say no, because I just, it's just not. Where There's I'm no at. way you. If, if an Atlantic League team came to you and said oh, we want you to no. manage, I mean, I couldn't do it. No. no, I mean, look, the bottom line is, is baseball was great to me. Baseball is the reason I'm sitting here. Baseball is the gift I had. But see, because I had a ball where people weren't standing or hit a ball, uh, home run at the right time, it doesn't make me better than than anyone else. I mean, I treat people the same way, whether I hit, whether I play baseball or not. Meaning, I treat them like shit. That's a joke, by the way. Uh, we're oh, at wait, two now. Oh, wait, sorry. We're at two. You can't say that word. <laughs> no. No. We're at two. Okay. You still got but two by the way, no, to no, go. So, so, the no. One. So the honest, the honest truth is, it's all about respect. Okay. In baseball, out of baseball, whatever it is, and so, you know, the the end of the day, if I make a commitment, see, like when I played. I used to like have this little ritual. When I would get done with the game, I would go sit in my locker for you know, a minute and I'd say to myself, if I were a fan, would I have paid money to watch me play? That's how I did it. I could take it over for four and still say yes. I mean, if I played right, you know? So the answer to that question was always yes, except for you know, one time um, in Florida. but. Um, um, I don't know if you want to know that story. That's a, <laughs> for another day. Well, actually, it's a great story. In fact, you know in fact I left hold, that, hold that story there. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Also, write down this number. You know, lots of people are writing stuff in the chat room, and I'm having difficulty keeping up with it. You can call and speak to Lenny, such a, uh, an exciting ball player. Mark Carrion, you know. It's my boy, Mark Carrion. Uh, yeah, a couple of ex-minor uh, major best, leaguers. Best number two hitter ever. Yeah, yeah ever. Uh, you know, uh, so by the way, him, me and him took Sammy Perlazzo to the big leagues and managed the last 17 years by sucking enough, you know what, um, to stay there. Brett Boone, also in the chat room. Really? So, yeah, a couple of major leaguers in here as well. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to do a little NHL talk quick. I know you're not an NHL guy. Uh, we'll save the football for the second hour, but we're taking your calls. What, about, right? what about Helen? What's her name? No, Caroline, um, what's her last name? 
No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back. But write this number down, 631-955-5400. Your opportunity to talk to Lenny Dykstra. You know, not many other stations give you that opportunity. You know, don't be shy. Lenny, Lenny wants to talk to you. So, bring it. Especially, bring it. Exactly. especially the chicks out there. Come All right, on. we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Since 1964, Prince Associates' commitment has been to provide customers with the best insurance value and service available while maintaining the highest ethical standards and credibility with their clients, carriers, and the public. Prince Associates Incorporated is an independent insurance agency with a broad range of commercial, personal, life, and health products. Prince Associates has aligned themselves with some of the finest carriers to deliver these products to you. So whether you're a business or an individual, Prince Associates can help. Please visit them on the web at princeins.com for an online quote or call them at 516-822-6550. Tell them Mark and AJ sent you. Prince Associates, meeting your every insurance need since 1964. Since 1952, Solomon's Jewelers has been the name to trust on Long Island for jewelry. Solomon's Jewelers is a 60-year-old family-owned business run by jewelry professionals and Gemological Institute of America graduates. Three generations of experience let them offer you certified appraisals. They have a highly skilled design, repair, and watchmaker staff on-premises for all your restyling needs. Solomon Jewelers offers a wide variety of magnificent designer couture jewelry, name brand watches, and certified diamonds. Solomon Jewelers pride themselves on having the best customer service and support in the jewelry industry. They are there with 60 years of experience behind them to help educate and guide you through every step of your jewelry purchase. Solomon Jewelers has two convenient locations to serve Long Island's jewelry needs. 74 Minetto Hill Plaza, Plainview, New York, or 1030 Willis Avenue, Albertston, New York. Visit them on the web at www.solomonjewelers.com. Solomon Jewelers, serving Long Island since 1952. Back to WLIE 540 AM Sports Talk, New York. Mark Roseman, AJ Carter is not here. Interesting. Let, let's just note this, all right, Ryan. The last time that AJ was not here, we had a fill-in co-host by by the name of Jim Layritz, uh, a World Series home well, run, you, you know, hero. And AJ is not here again, and the co-host is Lenny Dykstra, another World Series playoff home run hero as well. So, interestingly enough, right now we're going I'm a co-host. Right? Well, well, that's cool. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. I like that. That's I like a good it name. too. I'm not, I'm, much of, I'm not much of a co, though. I'm more of a the co-host. I'll be the co-host. Uh, yeah. you're the host. But, you know what? But when you've been where I've been, it's just good to be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, interestingly enough, we're we're talking hockey right now. So, Lenny, why don't you fill the audience in a little bit about your hockey yeah, background before we speak to so, Russ? So cool because well, I'm adopted, by the way. So my last name was uh, Lenny Leswick when I was born. Um, so my uncle. Um, I'm looking for my book right here. Tough Tony um, was his nickname. Helped uh, the Red Wings win three Stanley Cups in three in the three years he played for them. He scored the winning goal in overtime in Game Seven against the Canadians to win the Cup in 1954. Yeah, 54. 
I guess you could say grit and glory were in the blood. Nice. A right, picture, so, but he's got teeth, I know. <laughs> well, those were also fake. So you, they were. You, yeah, so you'll have something in common yeah. with him. All right, but interestingly enough, they played for the Red Wings because that really basically is an NHL story this week. Yeah. The NHL and Gary Bettman issued a quick response to what was going on in Virginia because it seems like one of these alt-right or, you know, I don't even know what you want to call them, yeah. groups... Yo, know, how did they come to have the Detroit Red Wing insignia as their symbol, Russ? I don't know, but <laughs> it's interesting that the NHL is going to try and get them on a copyright infringement. If maybe if the group put something online, you know, technically, if you go somewhere to like a Kinko's, you're not supposed to be able to make like giant posters of things that are copyrighted, like logos. So I don't know how much they could possibly sue them for, but. You know they could probably they could probably try the damages route because again, it doesn't make their brand look good. And at the end of the day, they don't want to be associated with it, which is great. I mean, I I was personally shocked because I lived in Midlothian, Virginia, for like three years and had visited Charlottesville more than a few times. And I was like, when I saw it unfolding, I I you know I, I was just dumbfounded. Yeah, absolutely crazy. I, I mean, to see that logo in that context was just so bizarre. Yeah. It was it was very, very strange. Um, not really a lot going on in the AHL. So, you know, do you know much about Lenny's, you know, that that was your dad. No, my, my, your my uncle, uncle. Your dad's brother. Well, my grandfather played in the NHL, too. Right, you, that's right. His name Pete Leswick. Right. Um, and he married, he took a shot on goal. They didn't have glass back then. and hit a girl out in the sands and... Went to visit her in the hospital. Her name was Rose, so he married her. Married sixty-three so, years. Wait a minute. So, so he married the woman he hit with the puck. Yeah, and then Pete Rose is her favorite player. That's <laughs> a crazy world. Yeah, it and is so a crazy I'm full-blown Canadian, by the way, and. So I don't even know what you guys are talking about on this uh, other stuff, so, this so march or whatever. There was a march there, and one of the, the groups, you know, that went there. Um, they have an insignia for whatever their club is, but it was the actual Detroit Red Wings logo, and they were, it looked like they were almost like these shields, like riot shields that yeah. they were walking with that had the Red Wings logo, and when all the video came out on the news, you know, I guess the NHL started getting lots of calls, like, what's yeah. going on here? And they quickly and swiftly yeah. looked into it. That's probably so. better for Tom to answer because it's their off-season training program. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, are you we got two minutes to oh. two minutes to commercial. I like my man here. Look at, look at it. Huh? <laughs> you got the you got the gap in the teeth, bro. See, <laughs> uh, Aaron Judge look. I like it. Dude. Oh, by the way, that guy's a man child. All right, so, Russ, <laughs> l quickly, before we go, I mean, there, there really isn't much other than Yaramir Yager saying, you know, he's surprised he's getting no bites whatsoever. That's basically the but news I gotta this week, But i got to ask Russ something, though. What's that? Uh, he's a hockey expert, so i got to ask Russ, him something. Go ahead. Okay, so I bought Wayne Gretzky's house for mm -hmm. seven oh, <laughs> But no, no, no. Gretzky's the coolest dude on the planet. I mean, but how, how did he do what he did? Like, he has so many records. 93 goals in it's a season. It's unbelievable. Untouchable. Yeah. He, I mean, what he, it's, it's cool that, he, that you have his house for sure. And had a house. He, now now the, this big group called the federal government has got it, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it is. And by the way, me and Gretzky got along great, so go ahead. Yeah, in one no, minute, Russ, But, he, but he earned that because, you know what, he just outthought everybody. He knew, you know, it's just it's the same way. You know, you have to think in baseball, Lenny. He had to think about where the puck was going. He knew where the puck was going before the opposing defense did. He got there. His shot was great. His instincts were off. His skating was great. The instincts were, were off the charts. Yeah. They were. That's a, that's a good way to sum it up. 
All right, we are going to take a commercial break. Listen, I, you know, everyone's watching, but yet they're afraid to call. Why would they be afraid of you? Well, I mean, on Father's Day, I got like 28 calls. <laughs> I mean. All right, quick break. All right, write the number down, 631-955-5400. Uh, when we come back, talking more stuff with Lenny Dykstra, a little football, a little basketball, but we'd like to take your calls. So please give us a call, 631-955-5400. If not, trust me, I'm more than happy just talking with Lenny, so it doesn't make a difference to me, but the phone lines are open. We'll be back right after these messages. Program reflect the views of program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views of WLIE Radio, its management, or its sponsors. For questions and comments, please send us an email at WLIE 540 AM radio at AOL.com or visit us at WLIE540AM.com. The Reformed Witness Hour is one of the oldest Christian radio broadcasts still on the air and spreading the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ by His sovereign grace. Tune in to 540 AM every Sunday morning at 8 to the Reformed Witness Hour, faithfully proclaiming God's Word for over 70 years. The Hermanson Community Radio Show is now on 540 AM WLIE every Saturday morning at 9. With over two decades of service to the community, the Hermanson Radio Show is now live on the air every Saturday morning at 9. If you would like to get in touch with the Hermanson Community Radio Show to include your community announcement or request, call 718-805-4900. That's 718-805-4900. Brought to you by Tropical Funding. For all your mortgage needs, 718-805-4900. Download our free WLIE 540 AM app and get all the information you need right on your smartphone. Find our app at WLIE540AM.com or visit the App Store right from your phone. Our way of saying thanks for listening to WLIE 540 AM. Hi, this is Bill Shishko, host of HealthWise, 30 minutes to think about God and your health. Brought to you by your friends at Cottage Pharmacy, 8285 Jericho Turnpike in Woodbury, New York. Join us at 1 p.m. this Saturday here on WLIE Radio as we learn about nutrition, vitamins, supplements, healthy eating, diet, and so many other things. And you can call in to talk with experienced nutritionists who can answer your questions. Listen in this Saturday at 1 p.m. for HealthWise. Cap off a weekend of watching sports by talking about it with Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter on Sports Talk New York. All the intelligent conversation, insightful interviews, and just plain fun are now right here on WLIE 540 AM from 7 to 8.30 Sunday nights. Visit their website, www.sportstalknylive.com, for previews of upcoming guests. Visit their Facebook page to win prizes. That's Sports Talk New York, Sunday nights from 7 to 8.30 on WLIE 540 AM. I was facing foreclosure. I was desperate for help. I paid them $1,500 and never got the help they promised. Don't let the fear of losing your home make you the victim of a loan modification scam. Remember these facts to protect yourself. It's illegal for most companies to charge fees in advance, no matter how small. No company can guarantee they can modify your loan or stop a foreclosure. And never send your mortgage payment to anyone but your lender. The easiest way to avoid a scam? Don't pay for a loan modification. Get free help from a HUD-approved counseling agency now. To learn more, report a scam, or find out if you've been a victim, call 1-888-995-HOPE. 
or visit LoanScamAlert.org. That's 1-888-995-4673 and LoanScamAlert.org. Know the signs. Get the facts. Hi, I'm Pastor Bill Shishko, inviting you to tune in to a visit to the pastor's study every Saturday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. here on WLIE Radio. We bring biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you, and we invite you to visit the pastor's study by calling in with your questions. Our time will be lively, useful, sometimes controversial, but never dull. Join us this Saturday at 12 noon for a visit to the pastor's study because everyone needs a pastor. For America's wounded warriors, coming home can be a battle in itself. The USO provides ways for all of us to support our wounded warriors. Join us. Visit USO.org to learn how you can make a difference in their lives. You're listening to 540 AM WLIE, Islam, New York. The views, opinions, and statements expressed in the following program reflect the views of program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views of WLIE Radio, its management, or its sponsors. For questions and comments, please send us an email at wlie540amradio at aol.com or visit us at wlie540am.com. Hi, I'm Howie Rose, and you're listening to Market AJ on 540 Sports Talk New York, WLIE. Nope. Not Mark and AJ, Nails and Mark, or Lenny and Mark, or Mark and Lenny, and Tom, and Ryan. (laughs) Poor Ryan. You know, just so you know, Tom and and Lenny, look at Ryan right now. Hey, Ryan. He was clean shaven when he started to pick you up this morning. It all just fell out. (laughs) No, but I like him, Ryan. Ryan's to the point, and he's he's direct and no time wasted, so um, not a lot of rap, but when, like, I asked him a question. They don't like the question. He answers me. Um, okay. Unlike the Mets will do. <laughs> well, I got another question for you. Yeah, what is it, bro? Okay, so you talked about your preparation oh, cool. going into... All right, the lines are open, so we, let's try we to get... We, uh, we have a call right now, so let's, let's that. take that. Because I, I do want the fans to get the opportunity to speak to Lenny, because it's not every day they do. So who do we got on the line? Howard Ritzer, how are you tonight? Howard Ritzer, Howard Ritzer is a Met Fantasy Camp alumni. I know this guy. You know, you know yeah. this as well? <laughs> all right. So, Howard, all right, what's your question for Lenny? Well, Lenny, I'm a huge Met fan. 1986 was a big year for me in my life. I got married, and you guys made my dream come true as a Met fan. So I just want to, you know what, you guys, you know, uh, were thinking, you know, down 0-2 to the Sox. And, and we came back and did the whole thing in Game Six. Yeah. Oh, t- you know, tell me about your experience about that I, whole thing. I, will tell you, I mean, I'm getting I'm getting to learn about this stuff because, yeah. like Mark said, I've become a big fantasy camp guy. Mm. And I hear stories. So, so tell me your now, story. I'm sitting next to the like the All Star fantasy camp here, Tom Browsey. But, 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 but on on what you're talking about, it's a great point you make because, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Like I remember sitting next to Howard Johnson. There's two outs. There's nobody on. They're up two nothing. I'm I'm looking the other dugout and I see Clemens and these guys drinking champagne over there in the runway. And I said to Howard Johnson, I said like, I can't believe we're gonna lose the World Series. And then there's like a hit and there's like another hit, and we all know what happened after that. And remember something. You know, Bill Buckner. Not only did he like, like, who had a great career, by the way, but this is thought of as like a goat. His wife divorced him and everything else. But but remember, 
He was never out there in the ninth. Uh, McNamara always took him out for defense because he was Stapleton. old. Okay, but but he wanted he wanted Buckner on the field because he had such a great career to to, to win the World Series. And when you go against the way the game's supposed to be played, the baseball gods come back and pay. But that being said, he's still it's still not on Buckner because the seamer, remember Bob Stanley, the seamer with that bad rig he had? Right, right. He wasn't getting over anyway to cover. He, Mookie, the mookster, was, was going to beat it up. Even if he fielded it. Right? So that being said, though, so when we come back and win, I can honestly tell you, I don't even remember game seven. But, I mean, like, I mean, we were losing at one point in game seven. But, right. like, for, we for knew, yes, we knew, good. we knew we were going to win the World Series. After game six, it was over. Unbelievable. It was over. Got another call on. So uh, you're talking on Lenny Dykes. You're live on WLIE 540 AM Sports Talk New York. Who we got out there? Hello? Nope. All right. We lost him. All right. The number again, 631-955-5400. They uh, maybe uh, got tired of waiting, I guess. But uh, no. Lenny, you, you should tell the story about uh, what you were telling people about leading off game three. Um, I know I know. I fact-checked you on this. I even asked your ex-wife if, if you really uh, made the claims that you did. About, about a homer. About, yeah, about, about your, uh, I don't want to call it a prediction, but uh, you, know, you, you talked about your approach and what you were going to yeah. do. I don't know if anybody's heard this story. And uh, like I said, yeah. I'm an independent guy, and I fact-checked this with other players on the team and his ex-wife, who has no reason to. She's kind of, <laughs> kind of my ex-wife. I mean, I gave her my whole pension, and in the divorce, we, like, Kind he still has to service me once a oh, month. Oh, boy. All right. Joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Actually, I did tell her that because like, I'm going to give her my whole pension, but she said, no, I don't want the money. That's oh. the kind of woman she was. No, great mother, great wife. Wasn't her fault that I lived five different lives, you know? It's also very interesting that, you know, that Lenny Dykstra is a grandfather. That to me Yeah, and by mind. the way, going to be another one because yes. Cutter and Jamie's pregnant again. Jamie, Got another call. Let's take this call. Okay. All right. Um, you're talking to Lenny Dykstra live over WLIA 540 AM Sports Talk New York. Who do we got out there? Another fan. You got me, Mark? It's Phil Foreman. Phil Foreman. Another Foreman. fan. You know, Met, <laughs> Met Fantasy Camp guys are the best. So this guy is one of the best players at Met Fantasy Camp. How many, cha- I mean, how many championships have you won, Phil? I've won two. Two championships. All right. Just yeah. so you know, Dude, you know how many, Phil, Phil can hit Lenny. Do you know how many fantasies I've filled from my friends? But I'm going to let you know now the amount of money that Phil's probably spent on Met <laughs> Fantasy Camp could probably pay off some <laughs> of your alimony. Yeah. So, Phil, what's you, your question sitting, for Lenny? Yeah. You're sitting right next to a guy who beat me late this past year. Tom, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. He's, he's a horse. So, man. so, what do you got, Phil? What's your question <laughs> for Lenny? Okay. Um, since kind of uh, talking a little bit about Fantasy Camp, I was just wondering. If Lenny's ever been asked if he if he'd like to do it, and um, I think that a whole lot of the players that come to this camp would love to have him there. That is a great uh, thing. You know think, that, that's actually unbelievable that you brought that up because I was talking to Doc. Me and Doc talk almost every day, you know. And Tom's helping Doc. You know, he's relocating and moving because Tom owns a huge real estate company called Striker Realty. But but right. so Doc said. You should come to fantasy camp. I like the way you worked that plug in. That was nice. Yeah, well, it's not really a plug. I mean, I mean because, um, like, um, you mean, you mean striker realty? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyway, so let's talk about that. So, so Again, I had because Tom said to me the same thing. You should come to fantasy camp, and I said, well, I 
like take chicks to fantasy camp every night. So I really need to go there. I mean, I mean, like really. So and by the way, you can't bleep that because there's nothing bad about that. No, there's not. I mean, right. And by the way, that's the truth. Ask him. Uh, anyways, so Tom said you got to go. Then Doc said, Yeah, it's cool. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and just like I'm waiting for God. Like say, you know, I'll welcome into your heart. He'll come. Well, where are you? Come on. So I'm waiting. Someone invites me. I'll go. I mean, that'd be great. I, I think the, the Met fans would, the guys that go to fantasy camp would yeah. love it. I mean, you know, listen, you know, there's a lot of guys there that are from that '86 team. That's the one place it seems that the '86 oh, guys are welcome. Man, I'm taking places they've never been, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, you I mean, know tr- the places no, in Port no, St. Lucie. No, trust you me, gotta... I don't mean those places. <laughs> different places. Doc was telling us candidly. He says he looks forward to that two weeks every year. He said, you know, he puts on the uniform, he starts throwing, and it brings back a lot of great memories. And he said, he said genuinely, you know, that he really looks forward to it. I'm going to tell you a story that will blow your mind, and this is the beauty of being a ball player. Okay, so three years ago, I didn't. Three years ago, I didn't play. I just covered it, and there was this guy, a catcher, in in the tubes where you could tell the kid had some skills. And I'm watching the guy, and you know, afterwards we happen to sit next to each other for lunch. And I go, play college somewhere, and he goes, yeah. And he tells me a story. I said, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? My fiance, it's a birthday present, an engagement present, whatever. This and that. He goes, and I walk out and Todd Pratt says, hey, Mark, how you doing? Another guy said, he goes, oh, you're connected with these guys. You know these guys. He goes, listen, my ultimate fantasy is to catch one ball from Doc Gooden. All right, so I said, I could probably set that up. I asked Dwight. Dwight throws him one pitch. Guy asked me, could you send me that video? You know, he gives me his name on Facebook Uh and blah, 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 blah. I go to his Facebook page, and the first picture is him as like a three-year-old and his dad shaking hands with Ronald Reagan. And the next picture is him and Sofia Vergara. So I see him in a parking lot. I go, dude, what's that picture with you and Sofia Vergara? Because that's my fiance. He ended up, they never got married. So I go to Dwight. I go, Dwight, that guy's marrying Sofia Vergara, but yet his fantasy is to catch a baseball from you. How great is it to be a baseball player? (laughs) It is great. In fact, that's a funny story because when I was doing my book tour, uh, I did a radio interview with Jillian Jillian Barbary. Jillian, you know, she's. Yeah. So I had to ask her, like, before we went on, I said, by the way, did, did we ever um, go there? <laughs> you know? I, no, that, that's good. No, I was just I getting went, ready. I, I like wasn't sure where we were going. No, and she, no, <laughs> but, no she's so ready. cool. She's so cool. She's married to Brett Barbary, the guy. <laughs> The masquerading as a shortstop for the. For the, for the <laughs> oh, well, wow. that, but that's not her. That that's you not, can't say. That's not her fault. Gonna... That's not her fault. It's rough. But no, but, but what so I'm saying wild. is, it was a great interview because she brought it up during the air. Like I whispered in because I just wanted to know because I don't really remember a lot, uh, Mark, but I remember some, you know, uh, more than others. And some, you just look left, bro. Look left. <laughs> wow. It's different than swiping left. All right, three, uh, 631-955-5400. Taking your calls from Lenny Dykstra, it's great that people want to speak to him. It's great that we get the opportunity to tell people the number and they can call in and speak to uh, a guy who brought many Met fans. Uh, you know, I- I'll never forget the first game when you came up. The coolest thing was what you did with the bat and, and your fingers. That was like the thing, like, yo, what's with this guy? You know, it was like a very cool thing. We got another caller. Yeah, Who we got out there? You were real choked up. Too, yeah, right? it was tripping me out when I saw that, actually. Uh, hi, you're on live with Lenny Dykstra. Hello? Hello? How you doing? You're live with Lenny Dykstra. You got a question? Uh, yeah, how you doing? Uh, my name is Dave. Uh, quick question. It is when he made that infamous collision with Mookie Wilson, 
Wow. Ever since then, did he, like, you know, get a little freaked out going through, uh, going to make runs for balls? Interesting question. Mm. Thanks, Dave. That's a great question. Not really a question, but I know I didn't get freaked out over anything. I mean, like, when I was on the baseball field, I was always in control, meaning I always had a plan, always knew what I was going to do. And when I was on the field, um, that doesn't mean I succeeded every time, but um, over the long haul, when you have a plan and you stick with it, you're going to have better results and then you know, trying different plans. But when I ran into Mookie, we both were center fielders, so we both went full speed. And the fact that he held on to the ball is amazing. And then we both stayed in the game. And you know, Mookie being, you know, it was kind of weird for me and him battling for the same position. We got along great. Great guy. Great guy. And I got nothing but great things to say about him. Uh, except he did have some bad, like, fumes, you know, like the breath. Uh, <laughs> no. which, which is in the book. But now. no, no, but that's not bad. That's not against him, though. I mean, like, you know, sometimes you eat different kind of stuff. So pitching change, like you. I'm posed to George Foster on a pitching change. I don't change. think you want to go there. No, no but George Foster, he'd come over, like, you know, because you, you would talk to your like, pitching change. George Foster would walk over and, like, nobody's home. Like, <laughs> I mean, that guy was a weird dude. Very well, let me ask you a question. That, that you brought up George Foster, right? You know, he, he basically, in a game where the, the bench is emptied, he went out, there was a brawl, he sat in that dugout, and that basically, you know, spelt the end for him. But when he was let go, he said that the Mets were racist, but yet the guy that replaced him was Kevin Mitchell. I mean, did he lose the respect of his teammates when he sat in that dugout? That, that 86 he, he team took... He lost the respect. The day, the, the day that he put a uniform on. No, really? Yeah. He was, a, he was a very peculiar man. Um, that being said, he did have an unbelievable year. I mean, he swung a big bat, man, and kind of like Richie Allen. Now, he was cool. Richie Allen used to hang out in the Phillies clubhouse. And he always, you know, he always tried to sneak in. Hey, dude, you one of those, uh, any of those uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like Richie Allen, man. Hey, he swung a big bat, okay? Okay, I don't swing a big bat, but it's all about technique, bro. All right, we, 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 we're going to take this call right now. Uh, you're live with Lenny Dykstra over WLIE 540. Hi, how you doing? It's all about Lower your radio. Uh, yeah, can, all right, so lower your radio. Lower uh, this. You know what? I've yeah. waited 20 years to say this. All right, lower your radio and then ask your question. Oh my God. Okay. Go. Go ahead. Let me do that. Hi, I'll walk into another room. Okay. Mark, how are you? Good. Who we got? I. You have Lois on the phone. Hi, Lois. All right, you're live with Lenny Dykstra. Uh, Lenny. Oh my God. You want Lenny the Dykstra. Hey. The 1986 Mets. Yeah, My daughter was born that year. I didn't drink the whole season and so thrilled oh, to okay. um, that the Mets finally won. I've yeah, been a yeah, Mets fan awesome. since I've been like seven years old. So are you back drinking again? What? <laughs> What'd you say? Are you drinking again now, though? or? Am I drinking again? You said you we stopped said... drinking. I mean, you brought up something that you stopped drinking. Yeah, he said that you stopped drinking the year because your daughter was born, so he wanted to know. Oh, you... yeah, no drinking that year. Well, now is there co- you've had a couple of night, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, actually, Lydia, I have not, but really? I'm really thrilled. Mark is my neighbor. I wow, he is? Uh, you shouldn't have said that because now he's going to ask for your wow, address, Wow, that's Lois. so cool. Hey, Lois, <laughs> Lois. Plus, I, I love the name, too. It reminds me of, like, Lois uh, Lane. I hate my name, but thank you. No, no. See, you hate it, but I love it. See, All right. you know why? I, because it's like Lois. Like, 
I can just picture you. I mean, it's like. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Although, do oh, so you have a question for Lenny before he gets off track here? Okay, but anyway, yes, I do. Um, I loved you and Wally Backman as a team. And one, two, one. Yeah, Wally I Backman was. Uh, he was. He was like like Mark said, and like a lot of fans believe, should have been. Um, a manager yeah. here, and they would have won a World Series if he would have been a manager here. But um, I think Wally Backman is now a distant memory for the Mets. Um, 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 so, unfortunately, yes, I believe so. Yeah, so keep going. No, that's Lo- a, I just, Keep going. I just. Oh. No, where's Lois? Is she there? We lost her. I, I like that saying Lois. I like that. You name. like the same Lois. Okay. What's she look like? Right? <laughs> oh wait, she's still. Hey there. Lois, are you married? Are you married, no, Lois? This is a neighbor of mine. Am I what? Married? Yes, Lenny, stop. Am I oh, married? Yes, this, I okay, am that's married. all I need to know. Well, no, I'm not no, married, no. actually. Wait, wait, you're married, you're not married. Which one is it? I'm not married. You're not married. Okay. <laughs> Why is that bad? I coach her son in the league. Please stop. Please stop. I'm begging you. I'm stopping right now. I'm like almost embarrassed right now. No, but I mean, I don't know. She's almost embarrassed. But where was that leading to? That was just a question. I don't know. But anyways, because then you gave me a confusing answer. Yeah, I am married. No, I'm not married. So... No, like, I, I am not married. I know Mark and his wife, Beth, for a lot of years. Yeah. Well, that's and great. I've been, I've been following well, the Mets since I've been, like, five years old. My dad was, like, okay. a Mets fan. We had season tickets. Right. Lois, listen, you're officially off limits because you're Mark's neighbor. Thank so you. you cannot Thank get on. You cannot get on the space shuttle. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, All right. Thank you, Lois. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have another call? That was for the car. No. Right there. All right. Six three one nine five five fifty four hundred. I did have a question, but all right. So a couple of questions in, in the chat room. Okay. Now, this for the most part has been a serious conversation. Absolutely. Uh, fun. You know. You want to get people serious? People want to know. Past, no, yeah, some person wants to know why you, you know. Are totally. I, I, I'm trying to put this diplomatically. Doesn't matter. Um, why you have a different persona on the Howard Stern show? Like totally different. Different audience. Uh, well, I mean, because I'm allowed to cuss. And I'm allowed to talk about what I do. But what's best the real and... like? What is you, you know? Obviously, you're an onion. There are like millions well, of layers. Like, what is right. the real Lenny Dykstra? It depends like, on the situation. It depends on where. And he's, like, a, he's a chameleon. Yeah, I'm a chameleon. Like, I can be whoever. I mean, I lived. But who lives. do you want to be? I want to, okay, at the end of the day, that's a great question, and, and here's the answer. At the end of the day, remember, the copyright of my book, okay, the, this book is owned by, not Lenny Dykstra, it's owned by Third Chapter LLC. Okay, so I named it that because the first chapter of my life was, like, perfect. Big leagues, you know, major leagues. Second chapter... A little rough, you know, this big group called, like, the federal government put me in their hotel for a few years. So a expensive paid. Right? Yeah, you know, room service. You know, three meals. Three meals, health care. <laughs> but, but now the third chapter hasn't been written. So what is important to me is that I give people hope, that people can take where I've been, um, which was I... The fans rooted for me because I was an underdog. And then when I fell, I didn't fall down with them. I fell lower than them because the next step below going in a cage is if there's a hell, I think hell. I mean, um, but like I said earlier, I mean, God or like this. But anyways, that being said, so 
if I can help somebody for just an hour to get out of their, you know, grind and like working and, and give them some um, hope where you can still be happy when you, look, I bought and sold more than anything. Like, I mean, I bought planes, I bought anything I wanted, yeah, anytime. Stock market but you know the best, one of the best, well, we're still going on. I mean, nailsinvestments.com, we're almost 701. Um, so, but, but, but let me, let me say what the best, like the most, the most awarding, rewarding thing that I ever bought was when I finally started making some money, yeah, my mom's, um, my, you know, she worked with a great mom and, and she's passed, but she, she, uh, dreamed about having a Mercedes, you know? And so we were in Atlanta and it was her birthday and I called the dealership up that's, um, by our house, I say, deliver a white four-door, you know, Mercedes in this, having this driveway and this morning with a bow. So I call my mom and I say, hey mom, happy birthday, da da da. And I said, mom, walk outside. And she walks outside. She said, what son, what, what are you talking about? I said, just walk outside. So all of a sudden she walks out and she starts breaking down and crying, you know? So at that moment for that, that, that period, like it was better than the planes I bought, it was better than service and royalty, it was better than the Swedes, it was better than the three Italians I had. So is, it was better is that Lenny Dykstra right there, that moment? That, meaning there's a humble side of me. And here's the deal, and Tom will tell you, if I'm on your team, you got a good teammate. If you're against me, you're in trouble. You're the only piece I've never lost in my life to anybody or anything. The only thing I, except for one group, and they're called the federal government. Because when the guy told me, you're going to be indicted tomorrow, I said, what's that? He says, you'll see. And it said, the United States of America versus Lenny Dykstra. That was the first time I said, I don't think I can win this one. Um, but that's for another day. But, but anyway, so at the end of the day, it's all about not giving up. And, and, and understanding how precious time is. Like, I just lost a great friend and a great teammate in Darren Dalton, who had brain cancer. I mean, he's dead, he's gone. So, so where I'm going with that is, is my perspective or the way I look at life now isn't about how much money I got. I mean, we all need money, but it's about every day um, above ground's a good day, you know? I mean, that's, time is so precious. That's what, I, again, you know, I get flack. Yeah, it's like Lenny Dykstra. I go, trust me, you, you don't know Lenny. I mean, <laughs> it's like what, what's that commercial? You don't know uh, WB whatever. Uh, the, the most WB Mason. <laughs> w, something like you don't know someone. But we got another call. We want to give the the listeners an opportunity to speak to Lenny Dykstra. Who do we got out there? Hello. Hello. Hi. You're uh, talking live to Lenny Dykstra. Hi. This is uh, Rich calling from Chicago, and. Uh, just wanted to say, Lenny, had a chance to watch you uh, many a time at Wrigley. Yeah, I had the first well, night home run there twice, by the way. Another crazy, another crazy story of my life. Rain delay, right? Well, all right, no, so, like, remember, as you know, Rich, when there was a big deal about having night games, you know, right. there was always day games, so the fans kind of fought it, and they finally, like, started having night games. So we happened to play the first night game. Rick Sutcliffe's pitching. I Torco is, like, I had a bomb. 
Torco <laughs> off that right field. I don't think that Torco side's there anymore, but anyway. No, it's not. Okay, so it starts pouring in the third inning, and as everyone, it takes five innings for a game to be complete. So they wash it out, and like, God. I mean, so it just turns out that we happen to go back into Chicago, and Mike Belecki's pitching, and I Torco him. <laughs> so the baseball gods definitely wanted me to hit the first night home run. Is that like 88? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty wild season. Yeah, it's I remember crazy, that game. Yeah, I mean that. You know, me and the uh, Bleacher guys. You were probably one of them, man. I used to go out of windows all the time. Yeah, you know, threw <laughs> beer on me, and you know, I remember I got suspended. I remember we used to throw dollar bills and barrels yeah. of strawberries. No. You'd go pick them all up after the end. Of course. <laughs> and he bro. invested them. Of course. <laughs> you should have thrown strawberries some tape, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> wow. Because I mean, never mind. Anyways, oh, but hey, I love the Wrigley Field, and I, it, was, it must have been so cool for you guys to win a World Series. It was like it was like, there was like a phenomenon, like it never would happen around there. But um, so, it did. So can I, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, I've always been a big fan of Ken Griffey Jr., but I'm always plagued by the fact, was he clean or did he oh, use those? Don't know, don't care. I'm not, oh, a, I, not a fan of his. I saw this in the message board, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't care, don't yeah, know I him. Too, I didn't ask. No, no okay. I mean, uh, I don't like where, I don't like, everything came too easy to the guy. I mean, okay. like, yeah, meaning like, but I guess, I mean, look, the guy's numbers and, but he wasn't on drugs. I know that. I mean, I played golf with him and like having to like, like, like walk a hundred more yards to catch up to my, to his ball when he's <laughs> out driving, meaning he was just a natural athlete. And so on the drug part, without a doubt, one million percent, no, cool. did not take uh, drugs. That's, that's great to hear. And one last question, uh, read your book, loved it. And uh, can you expand on the procedure that you had done in Israel? I found that fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what I found fascinating is Lenny Dykstra at the Welling Wall. That to me, yeah. like, <laughs> like that's a vision that, like, I kept on trying to like really visualize that. You got all the, the, well, the Orthodox a, guys. Was, and yeah, yeah. Who? Now, by the way, I talk to him all the time um, because, like, my Orthodox guys are now talking about. You know, cremation. It's not really with, with, with Dalton being cremated. Uh, anyway, that's another dude. But what happened there was, um, again, like when you get to like 30, you, you know, the pain, meaning after having surgeries. And so to get on the field every day, my teammates, I would watch him drink 20 beers or whatever they had to do to take the pain away. I'm a leadoff hitter. I couldn't do that. So. I said to the trainer, there's got to be something else. And he gives me one white pill and turns out to be a Vicodin and then a drink. And I said, I reinvented the wheel. I got him again. So, and that worked for a while. But there's a reason why, if you look at the word drugs, how ugly it is. I mean, just look at D-R-U-G-S, like so ugly. So fast forward, because nothing is for free, right? So. Now I'm waking up, I'm in sweats, and like I'm taking like five, now I'm up to eight, then I'm up to 30, and I couldn't get off them. And so that was a prison I was in that was different, but it was still a prison, a prison I strongly, strongly encourage anybody out there to not mess around with opiates, okay? So here's or the get deal. help. Yeah, because here's, we have an opiate epidemic out there, and here's the deal. At the end of the day, whether you're taking Vicodin or heroin, it doesn't matter. You're gonna end up in the same car 
at the same destination, which is a dead end. And by the way, when you get on that road, there's no exits. When you say, I don't feel good, I, don't want, I want to get off. No, no. You have pain that's indescribable unless you've been there. And anyone that's been in opiate withdrawal knows the pain. And so you'll do anything to put that fire out. But that's a longer conversation because it's deep. And then the Wailing Wall actually like got ready to throw it in, and I stopped. And I said, think, hold on, wait a second. Like, and I like, caught myself, and I said, you're, you're, you're alive. Like, I'm alive. You know? And I, so I put it in gently which I do most of the time. Uh, so we got <laughs> one go. minute left, and I have to tell you, I'm thrilled because, you know, people say, oh, you know, he's going but, to... But I know you differently, and, and that's the, the side I wanted really people to see, and that's why it's different... You know me from 85, and I was just so glad to be there, man, you know? <laughs> but also, no, you and I yeah, speak, and, yeah, we, and we talk baseball, yeah. and, and, and the beauty of Facebook Live and, and sportscasters, people can see you. Over the phone, it's a little different. People have preconceived notions. It, right, it, it's a right. whole different ballgame, right. and I'm, I'm really... So thankful you came in tonight. Awesome. This was awesome for no, me. I, told um, you, man. I really thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it, and I'm sure our listeners did. We got 15 seconds to say where can people catch up with everything, Lenny? In 15 um, seconds. You, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Go to Facebook, and there's also uh, Lenny Dexter's Nails Nation uh, YouTube uh, channel. And then um, if you want to get a hold of me, the best time to do that is 24 <laughs> 7. All right. We'll have everyone, hopefully, you'll, if you miss it, you'll catch it on the archive, the podcast. We'll definitely get it up there probably tonight um, because I'm sure you're going to be upset if you missed it. We'll see everyone next week. Have a great one, everybody. Awesome, Mark.